John, one thing we have learned over our many years of covering the Vikings and other sports in Minnesota is there is probably no bigger jump in sports than going from being a behind-the-scenes person to being a face of a franchise, whether you're, whether it's backup quarterback, starting quarterback, whether it's assistant general manager to general manager, whether it's assistant coach to head coach. Uh, I don't think anything can really prepare people for the difference in scrutiny that they deal with. And Quezzi uh, Adolfo Mensa is dealing with that right now. You you were out at the Vikings. We're talking here on Tuesday afternoon. I've been shut down because of COVID. I'm doing fine. I'll be back in a couple of days. Uh, John is our eyes and ears this week so far. So tell me about Quezzi Adolfo Mensa, some of the interviews he's done, including the USA Today piece, and how he's reacting to putting himself in the spotlight, basically. Yeah, it was, it was interesting, Jim. So today, we're recording this on Tuesday. Today uh, was sort of like a curtain raiser for training camp, which is really the practices and things are going to get going on Wednesday, full go with players out there uh, running around and and getting after it. But on Tuesday, it was basically a, a, an opening press conference from Quezzi Adolfo Mensa, uh, uh, Kevin O'Connell, and then we, we also talked to Dalvin Cook and Harrison Smith just to kind of set the stage for this new Vikings training camp, this new regime, all of these things. And uh, it was interesting timing because on Monday, USA Today released a, a an in-depth piece uh, that that ha- was featured Quezzi Adolfo Mensa and and kind of the 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 new vision for the way that he's going to run uh, this team and this franchise. Uh, going forward and in that piece there were some pretty eye-opening comments uh that that he was made that he was quoted as saying one was um you know you never want to go full rams was one of his the ways that he worded it in terms of and he was speaking in in context about the all-in approach the you know as as rams gm Less Need has worn even a T-shirt, I believe, that says, you know, F the draft picks. And so the Rams have been known to just trade every draft pick that that you can to get established talent. And look, it won them a Super Bowl. And But Adolfo Mensa was kind of says that, you know, his philosophy is a little bit different in terms of the way that you team build, the way that you kind of plan for not only the immediate future or the, the present, but also the, the, the short-term and long-term future and trying to get as many bites at the apple as you can. So, so that one was, was, was a clear kind of, you know, wow moment in terms of saying you never want to go full Rams when the Rams just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, then he also said, uh, you know, that in, in talking about roster construction and, and, and trying to um, evaluate things and how it may be different as an NFL GM versus an NBA GM in terms of how you trade draft picks and, 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 and look to assemble a roster. He said, really, the one asset in the NFL where you get nervous about not burning it down is quarterback. And, um, and that could be, you know, he said, but, we, you know, we don't have Tom Brady. We don't have Patrick Mahomes. Um, and that could be, you know, kind of construed as, hey, this is a – a slight to Kirk Cousins. And so a lot of, not a lot of, but a, a, a decent portion of Adafo Mensa's press conference on Tuesday was him basically admitting to being very new in the ways of, you know, mass media and certainly being in that media spotlight, knowing that 
every single word that you say as a general manager gets parsed and dissected and and examined um and and so you know he said basically uh, you know my wife has told me i got to say less and and i'm going to have to do that going forward and so you you get you know the feeling that this was the the first kind of education for him in the importance of choosing his words wisely uh, and and carefully because you know no one's going to argue that the quote "We don't have Tom Brady, we don't have Pat Mahomes" is is inaccurate or uh, or unfair. It's absolutely true. Kirk Cousins isn't either one of those guys, but I do think that he gets more attention because it comes from the Vikings general manager than if he were to just be making those con you know comments as a as a as a front office underling as just you know in in more kind of private conversation and so you could just tell that he feels like he was a little sheepish in terms of how that those comments were construed and and him saying them and and really kind of bringing the attention upon himself and this team in a different way and so um it's it's just one of the many things that he has to learn as a first-time general manager. Fascinating topic. I want to get more into it. This is the Viking Update Show. He's John Krasinski with The Athletic. I'm Jim Suhan with the Star Tribune. Our producer is Brandon Morton, as has been the case for many years now. This is TalkNorth.com. You can follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod. You can find all the shows and the archives at TalkNorth.com, including Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider. Uh, Jeff, of course, the former Vikings general manager. We do have a great lineup. Cheryl Reeve, Michael Russo, Anthony LaPanta, Mike Grimm. Uh, good Lord, I, there's so many I can John Millay, John Krasinski, the John Krasinski show, of course. Uh, great stuff on the Timberwolves and the NBA. Uh, Roy Smalley, LaBelle Neal. We have the best lineup in, in the Twin Cities. Check it out. We do recommend subscribing to your favorite podcast app. It is free. It is easy. And if you'd like to advertise with this show or the network, you can reach Karen Cleary at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at TalkNorth.com. You know, and John, you and I have, you know, you're, you're a beat writer. You're one of the best beat writers in the country. I was a beat writer for a long time. And there, there's just a way that things get done in the sports world. And there are certain things that people say on the record. There are certain things people say off the record, people they trust. Uh, there's a certain way off the record is used by different people. Some people use it to manipulate. Some people are just trying to give you a heads up. Uh, it, it, it's a, a fascinating hall of mirrors. It's all gray area. And there's some gameplay. Let's be honest. There's some gameplay. And, you know, if you are just kind of a, a nice person who's trying to be open with your thoughts, you're probably going to get hammered. You, you know, the funny thing about it is, from our perspective is, if you're in the media, we value the people the most who are the most open and the most honest. But the most open and honest people also are the most vulnerable to getting hammered and criticized because they offer too much information or, or too blunt with their opinions. Yeah. You know, let, let's face it. Uh, that was one of Mike Zimmer's issues, right? I mean, yeah. there, there was no better place to be as a, as a sports journalist than in a Mike Zimmer post game press conference, because you just knew that whatever he thought in general was going to come out of his mouth in that moment. And it, I always appreciated it. I really like, you know, I may not have agreed with everything that he said, but I did, I did know that he was going to give us an unvarnished view of how he saw things. And that informed my ability to write about what happened in that game better than most head coaches that you will find uh, in, in covering. But 
in doing that, in sharing as bluntly as he did, he absolutely ruffled some feathers. He alienated some people. Uh, some important players obviously did not take kindly to it, and I think that compromised his ability to lead. Um, and so I think that is the the line that these guys have to walk as public figures um, who give very regular press conferences and answers to questions. They 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 usually quickly find out that there are consequences for what you say, both positively and negatively. And I do think that the truth, you know, Flip Saunders would always say the truth cannot be controversial. The truth is very much controversial in, um, in, in these settings. Like that's just the way that it is. You would like to say that in a perfect world, Quezzy could make the comments about, well, you know, we don't have Tom Brady. We don't have Pat Mahomes. And he could go sit down with Kirk Cousins. And for all I know, maybe Kirk Cousins did say this to him, but, you know, we don't know for sure. And say, Quezzy, hey, look, I know I'm not as good as, as Mahomes and Brady. Yeah, you're right. You know, the, what, what do I have to argue with? I can't be mad at you for that. But in reality, it can open the door to, well, this guy doesn't believe in me. What, you know, what's, you know, what does this mean? Um, those types of, of things and for a team where this such a big part of the storyline has been the way that the head coach and the quarterback did not get along in the previous regime maybe the way that the quarterback did not always feel supported or empowered by the previous regime and then for this to come out uh it it just has the potential to be a little bit of an issue that has to be uh, addressed and has to be dealt with. And I do think that just in listening to Quezzy's tone in, on Tuesday in that press conference and maybe the, uh, the contrition that he had, or at least the, the kind of, you know, I, I probably shouldn't have said that. Um, I have to learn from that kind of thing. It just does go, it, 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 it all told me that he came to the realization very quickly that, um, it's going to have to be a little bit different. And I think one thing that he did say to us in, in explaining some of these comments that he did make is he said, hey, look, I'm a very passionate guy. We get into football talk and conversation, and I love to, to have those, and then I might get carried away a little bit. So I, I don't think it was made, you know, any of these comments were made out of malice or out of, you know, uh, any sort of real, you know, disrespect for the Rams or, uh, or certainly, uh, you know, not valuing Kirk cousins or anything like that. But I do think that he got into a very good conversation with a reporter for USA today and just started stream of conscious and then kind of was a little less guarded about things. Jory Epstein, let's give her credit for it because it's a good piece and she got good stuff from him. Um, and, and so that, that can be hard for, new people in those positions to understand how all of this machine works and then how maybe just one sentence of one quote gets taken from a, a big piece and gets aggregated and get the words get twisted or the meaning gets gets lost a little bit. And and so, um, yeah, but in general, yes, we would love for candor to be the to rule the day. But I just think that in this media environment, um, in this 
the way that players are connected more than ever before, it just it causes coaches and executives to be more careful than ever with the words that they choose. And it does it is an illustration of just how new Adolfo Mensa is to that position and to um, all of the responsibilities that are on his shoulders that way. No doubt. I have another thought on this topic. We do want to thank our sponsor, StarBank. Big banks aren't the only ones with mobile apps and convenient financial services. I'd like to tell you about StarBank. StarBank is an independent community bank in Minnesota. They're family-owned and treat customer relationships as a top priority. You're not a customer number at StarBank, and they have no call center. It's just banking how it should be, a throwback to the good days. Mobile app, check. Convenient services, you got it. Check out StarBank for yourself. For deposits and lending solutions, work with a local community bank that cares. StarBank.net, member FDIC and equal housing lender. Uh, you know, if I were a media consultant, John, and he's, you know, like Tom Kelly won two World Series and then he realized that the way he had presented himself to the media, you know, he wasn't really getting all the credit he probably should be. They actually hired a media consultant who came in and kind of tried to smooth the rough, rough edges for him. And other people have done that over the years. I think Denny Green had a media consultant. I think his uh, his wife at one point basically was the person telling him, hey, here's how you should, should handle these situations. And he actually got better at it. I think... If you're in his situation, it's good to be open, but you got to be careful what you're open with. Uh, any opinion he expresses on a player or somebody in his organization is going to, to carry a huge amount of weight. So he, if he's going to talk about his quarterback or a key player, a veteran player, somebody on the way in, the way out, he's just got to understand that anything he says is going to be viewed as a judgment. So what I think what you want to do is give a lot of yourself personally let people in in terms of letting them know who you are and what you stand for and how you go about things and and be very accessible. But just you just got to be – what everybody should probably try to do is be Kirby Puckett. Mm. Always accessible, never say anything. And I hate <laughs> saying that as a journalist because I'd rather yeah. – I love the people who say something. But if you're looking at it from the team's point of view – the best thing you can have is somebody who's known for being accessible, known for being friendly, but they never say anything they regret. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I absolutely fully acknowledge having been in the business as long as I have, like how treacherous it can be out there for the subjects of interviews. You know, one thing, one, what's one reason that we love Anthony Edwards so much? It's because he is so just authentic and it, he says what's on his mind and you can't get mad at him. Now, I do think that there may be a point in his career where he does say something that does finally get some blowback on it. And, and he will have to deal with the ramifications of that one way or another, just like Quezzy is doing right now. Um, you know, and, and here's the thing kind of just listening to Quezzy today and and how he sort of evaluated his own actions and and maybe what has to change and and how he has to do things a little bit differently what i appreciated about it was he absolutely recognized that he probably went too far with several of the comments and rather than be defiant or rather than you know, say that he has all the answers and this is, you know, this is his show and, and all that. He, he 
recognized what I'm sure many people within the organization, what he said with his wife telling him, um, how to kind of adjust. And, and so I think that at the end of the day is what you probably want most in a leader because he held himself accountable here and basically said, that's on me. And I, I got to be more careful and I got to be doing it a little bit differently. And, uh, I, I think that is a good sign for his ability to grow in this job, not just with what he makes, you know, comments media wise, but how he leads this organization and, and how they make decisions on roster and how they, um, you know, look at trades and, and things like that. Um, I just, I just think like all of those things, you want someone who's thoughtful, who's introspective and who is willing to kind of look at things. You know, that was one thing with Zimmer. It was, I'm going to be me and I don't give a damn what anyone else thinks. And, that can be really, really good and empowering when uh, everything is going well and you're winning. But the moments, the fa- the, the the cracks start to to form in the foundation, it's really hard to hold things together that way. Where Quasi does seem like to have at least some self awareness and um and like and and a full acknowledgement of you know what probably went a little too far there and I'm going to uh, examine that and, and try and do things a little bit differently. Um, in the future, but yes, for our purposes, I wish everyone just said what was on their mind all of the time, right away, publicly, and just put everything out there. It's just not realistic for the way that this media machine operates and the way that, you know, one sentence can travel across the world and and mean something totally different by it gets, by the time it gets over there. So, um, uh, but yeah, all in all, I just, you know, I was impressed by, him sort of openly admitting like, yeah, you know, I kind of got rolling and, and, and got out, out over my skis a little bit. And that's, that's one of these things that I have to learn and be better at. And what do you, what have you learned about O'Connell? What do you expect from him just as in terms of being a public figure in the face of this franchise in a lot of ways? Yeah. So O'Connell is, you can see that O'Connell has, even though he was never, you know, a starting quarterback for 10 years in the league or, and, and wasn't certainly like the Tom Brady that was going out in front of the microphone every single day and, and answering questions and dodging bullets and all of those things. You can tell that O'Connell just has a better understanding of all of that. And he's, he is just much more careful. Like he is a guy who says a lot of words and, and, and so, what at the end of it, you're, you're thinking, okay, that's, that's all right. And then you go back and look at the transcript and you listen to it again. And you're like, well, there's really not a whole lot of substance here. I mean, he gave today, he gave some, some real answers on, on some things that, uh, that the team is facing on, you know, who's going on the pup list and who isn't and, um, and, and some more definitive things, but there were plenty of opportunities that he was given to be specific on how decisions are going to be made on what they're looking for, on what's important on all these things. And it was very much, uh, you know, long, very respectful answers, but at the end of it, didn't, you know, didn't reveal a whole lot. And so I just think that as a quarterback, who's been in the rooms, uh, who has certainly, he has absolutely paid attention and watched closely to how uh, players and coaches react to questions in interviews. You just can see that he's really well studied and he is, he knows the landmines that are out there and he's going to do his best to sidestep them as often as possible. So, um, 
he just I think he has more experience and a more more of a recognition of how weighty his words are within an organization, especially now as he's a head coach versus when he was an offensive coordinator or a quarterback's coach or a backup quarterback or all those things. I just think I get the sense that he's more polished that way and 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 more careful with how he goes about answering questions to avoid, you know, the 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 blog post of O'Connell colon and then a some sort of you know a f- inflammatory quote uh, uh, of any kind. And Sean McVay is good at that. Sean McVay yes. loves talking football. He's friendly. He's glib. He handles every question. He doesn't ever look like he's stewing or getting angry. Uh, and then, as you said, and again, go back to the Kirby Puckett model. You don't really get much information out of him, but it's a pleasant experience. Again, if I were a as a journalist, I want information. If I were a team consultant, I'd be telling him, "Hey, this is perfect." Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and like, yeah, I I think that he definitely conveys a respect for the media and an understanding that this is part of his job. And one of the, one of the many reasons that he gets paid, what he gets paid is to handle the public side of things and to speak to the media, because in speaking to the media, you're speaking to the fans. And, and so there are other coaches who in in all leagues who never really quite grasped that concept. And I think that it really did does help that O'Connell comes from a, a, a coaching tree now in the Sean McVay tree where McVay does do, he, he, he treats people with respect. He's engaging. Um, he is accessible. He doesn't say a whole lot, but he won at a very high level doing that. There are, you know, certain people who look at it and say, well, look at Belichick never says anything ever about anything that's the only way to go about this and so what mcveigh showed is that there is another way to go about it now you don't have to be completely open book you don't have to pull back the curtain entirely and and be 100 percent transparent but you can be uh you can hold a conversation you can be respectful and you can go about it in a way that i think in general you know, you can, you can, uh, everyone can be served well in that, in that regard. And so O'Connell, I think coming from that and having so much success as a team in that model does help pave the way for him to take a similar approach here. The reason we're going so in depth on this subject is because nothing's actually happened at camp yet. By the time we talk next week, we will have some actual football and some sights and sounds to get into. For today, other than Aaron Rodgers showing up looking like Nick Cage, uh, any actual football stuff you want to talk about? Yeah, I mean, it, just coming right off of that, like Harrison Smith did say that he really appreciated the look that Aaron Rodgers pulled off today. Smith said, uh, you know, I'm a big Nick Cage fan, and and, and so I salute the effort there because Rodgers did nail it from Con Air. It was unbelievable. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, from a football standpoint, um, one thing that kind of kept coming up over and over uh, in our conversation with Harrison Smith was that, He's longer in the tooth now. And I mean, some of the questions were very blunt. You know, your, your guy, Mark Craig, did ask him, uh, you know, do you need help getting up and uh, on and off the podium to talk? You know, don't, you don't want to, you know, lose a, you know, uh, tear a hip muscle or anything just doing that because you're so old now. But, um, but it did kind of put into stark relief 
how long that Smith has been in the league, more than a decade now. Uh, he will be playing next to a young rookie safety and all, you know, it, if assuming that's how it all works, where Lewis seen, you know, slides in next to him in the starting lineup. Um, and I, I think that for Smith, there is an urgency to return to a, you know, a, a more competitive team and, and, and get back into the playoffs because, you know, the, the 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 end of his career is closer than the beginning was uh, now. And so I, I think that you can see that he is motivated to try and um, to, to, to try and maximize these whatever, however many years that he has left. And I don't think that he had any fun over these last couple of years as as the Vikings have slipped down a little bit and and scuffled and. Um, I, you know, I asked him about what, what it will take to get the defense back to a level that he feels is more commensurate to his abilities and to what the team needs to do to win. And he said, you know, I, I appreciate that question. I know that we have not been good the last few years, but what I want to look for, I want to look forward now. I don't want to return to what we were. I want a fresh start and to get moving in the right direction. And I think that's going to be a theme for this team in general going going into the training camp and into the season is uh the last two years have been very very difficult on them and now it's really about turning the page and maximizing harrison smith adam thielen you know some of the 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 more veteran guys on this roster while they are still impact players trying to to make sure that that they can get back into position to to be in the playoffs and, and be on a big stage one more segment here. Thanks again to StarBank, StarBank.net. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Thanks for listening to TalkNorth.com. If you like the network, if you like the show, spread the word. Uh, we continue to grow and add shows, including Mike Grimm, Dave Lee, Boyce Olson. Uh, great sports lineup, as always. Uh, thanks for listening. We do appreciate it. Let's uh, Again, we're going to get deeper into football stuff here going forward now. For today, what's what will you be looking for with the most interest when camp actually starts? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think that it's going to be, for me, watching closely how Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith look. Um, Kevin O'Connell did say it today that um, that everyone, they're, they're in great shape in terms of uh, guys on the pup list uh, or starting, the, starting camp on the pup list, uh, guys like Irv Smith and Amir Smith-Marset, who both were dealing with things in the offseason and obviously... Irv Smith all of last year um, are ready to go. And he was really excited about seeing a lot of the progress that some of their, their injured guys have made. Now I've, there's no, no mention at all of Hunter or Zadarius Smith, you know, being held back uh, at the start of training camp, being eased in or anything like that. I think you're going to see them hit the ground running. Now, obviously as veterans, they'll probably be a little bit careful with them, but those are the two, I think, most important players maybe on the team going into this season because this this defense struggled so much over the past couple of years, and part of it was the lack of pressure on the quarterback and Hunter being injured and not being there, and Zadarius Smith kind of one at one time being a the, one of the dominant pass rushers in this league and also him dealing with some injuries over the past couple of years. But if you can... If those two can get back to even close to what they were 
you know, at their heights, um, but pre-injury, that really, I think, just changes the entire complexion of what this defense can be. And you hear people like Colin Cowherd saying, hey, this team can be 13 and four. They, they have a lot of talent. They can they can do they, they can make the turnaround. The only pathway to a, a, a surprisingly uh, successful season like 13 and four, 12 and five or whatever is for those two to be just hellraisers on the defensive end. Um, and, and so, uh, I, that's what I'm going to be watching a lot of and, and just seeing how they move, seeing how they look. Dalvin cook talked to us about how they're all over the place. Um, and, uh, they were all over the place that he couldn't keep track of them. They were lining up in so many different areas during the, during the, the, the mini camps and, and, uh, over the summer. And so they're going to be the ones that I watch closely just to see if they can get back to what they were and and really give the the Vikings potentially you know one of the best uh pair of edge rushers in the league looking forward to seeing you out at camp looking forward to seeing you wearing your uh your you know your Con Air outfit I, I know that yeah. you're going to follow suit with uh, with Aaron Rodgers I, I and I, I know Kirk Cousins will too I uh, he's not he's not such an uptight guy that he won't start looking like Aaron Rodgers it'll happen any minute the best thing Kirk could do would be something similar, like yes. as a sort of recognition of, oh, hey, if we're going to get in a, a costume competition, I'm going to have fun with this and do that. That would be that 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 would be interesting. I don't expect it, but uh, let's hope that Kirk will listen to this podcast and and uh, and take our words and say, hey, hey Kirk, come out, uh, come out like uh, you know Rick Moranis and Honey I Shrunk the Kids or something like that, and just em- embrace it and have some fun. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Hey, check out uh, Jeff Diamond's Vikings and NFL Insider. Thanks for listening. We'll have some actual football to talk about next week.